Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey friends, welcome back to a new episode. I hope that your week is starting well. If you're listening to this later in the week, I hope it's going well. If it's on the weekend, I hope that is also spectacular for you. I do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. Following up episode 116, where I spoke about passivity, I will say both topics last week about passive aggressiveness and passivity, I think those are important topics. Especially when we look at communication and breakdown in communication, those are some things we have to consider. We have to ask ourselves some questions about, am I being a passive aggressive or am I not showing up well and being more passive? But it kind of struck me that not only should I give a disclaimer, but I really need to take ownership of my words. And I think in general, I do that. When I know better, I do better. At least that's what I hope would be true. But I had a client come see me last week and she said, you know, on my way here, I listened to your episode about passivity and I kept thinking about my husband. And I worried in that conversation that I was being too simplistic with the idea of passivity. So passivity for me, it's one of those areas where I actually get really concerned. And I think it's obvious all throughout episode 116 that passivity is one of my wounds. It's one of the pressure points for me that when it gets touched, I recoil a little bit. And I know that about myself. But as someone who has somewhat of a platform and wants to be precise with her words, I do need to give clear communication. And I said to this client, I said, I want to reiterate that it is not a wholly active or wholly passive posture that one would take. We all have our points of passivity. Passivity, it's not all or nothing. People tend to go where they can get a win. If someone is not getting wins, there's a good chance that they default to more of a passive posture, especially in life areas where they don't know how to get a win or how to have success. Rarely is someone wholly passive. And if they are, usually it means that really hard things have happened and they've checked out and stopped trying. And that in and of itself is such a tragic thing. So my goal would not have been last week to walk away with any type of label where we say, oh, so-and-so is passive and we write them off in any capacity. The goal is to say we all have these areas and it's supposed to prompt some sort of self-reflection that says, where am I passive? How am I passive? Do I want to remain passive? And yes, it helps us have understanding about people around us too. But remember that not everyone's wins are evident to us. So if we go where we can get a win, perhaps someone we perceive as passive is actually active in other areas of their life where we don't have a lot of understanding about them. Perhaps they are having successes somewhere. Now, when we're up close to someone and we wonder about the theme of passivity, that does get really difficult because we tend to use a broad paintbrush to to brush a scene if and when we believe something to be true. So I, I did say to this client, I want you to consider what does it look like for your husband at work? What does it look like for him in this domain or this domain? He's probably not entirely passive. So we want to be very careful about walking away with a label where we say, oh, I figured it out. My husband's passive. And now I have to respond as though that's truth. We don't have to do that. It's just, it's verbiage 
to get us thinking. It's not verbiage to label. Now, that distinction is important because today's episode is about thinking versus listening. And I want to be careful, again, with this platform, I have people who are listening to me. What I hope is that I have people who are thinking about what I say. Listening is where we take something in and we just kind of let it sit there as though it's truth. Thinking is a two-pronged dynamic where we start to have a, a wrestling with what we're hearing. It's helpful to listen to others and to learn from others. But what's even more important is that we think. As I've been reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, he spends a lot of time parceling through what does it mean to actually think, and it it seriously got me thinking, yes, that pun's intended. Yes, I know that's lowbrow humor. I'm okay with that. But this last year has included so much radical change in my life, not just because life has reshuffled, but because I have been asked to think about things more than ever before. I once upon a time was in a context where asking questions was actually discouraged. Asking questions was actually somewhat of the enemy. You were supposed to listen and learn and basically sit there and absorb and call it truth. And last year, my world was disrupted to where that was no longer going to be allowed to be my posture. I was in essence asked to grow up. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for some very wise people who walked with me and said, hey, Steph, these are some of the ways in which you could grow up. One of them is when you hear things, You have to think about them. You have to wrestle it out. You have to parcel through with what do I agree with? What do I disagree? What do I feel about this? How do I feel about this? Why do I feel about this the way I feel about this? And we start to ask ourselves a host of questions. That's what thinking involves. Listening is just absorbing information. What's really cool about that is when we understand that thinking means we have to wrestle through things. We get to say, what do I agree agree with? With what do I disagree? We also get to think through our own thoughts and our own thought patterns. One of the biggest issues we have is that we believe our own thoughts. Now, run through the science with me. We're talking about 30,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day, and we're going to assume that we're accurate? That is ludicrous to think about. Now, I love the statistics that talk about our thought composition. So some of the numbers I've heard is about 60 to 65 of our thoughts are just kind of -of run-of-the-mill, automated, keep us kind of going through our day. Then there's about 15% of our thoughts are kind of new energy expenditure. And then the the remaining percentage, it's like 13 to 15%, are actually absurd and ludicrous thoughts. So things that you would be like, how the dickens did that come in my brain? Guess what, friends? We're all doing that. So it's a terrible anecdote, but I use this with clients often. I said, you know, I'll, I'll point to the office that I'm at and I'll say, okay, so I I'm here at the Granville office. Let's say that there is a father and a son walking across the crosswalk and I'm stopped at that light. And my brain says to me, ooh, you could probably run them over right now. Now that's not a true reflection of who I am. That's just something that pops into my head and it's absolute lunacy. And then I kind of, I'm aghast and I'm like, Steph, what was that? Well, it it was lunacy is what it was. We all have that running. So what's interesting is I have people come in and, and they'll lament different thoughts that they're having. And we'll have to create some separation between you are not your thought. Your thoughts are what's going on automatically. And some of it is crazy and some of it is just automated and some of it is chosen. But we have to take ownership of the fact that taking our thoughts captive means we have to wrestle through them and figure out, are they even accurate? Thinking is a conversation with ourselves about what we think. It's about with what do we agree with? What do we disagree? Why do we think this? Why do we feel this? 
And if someone has to tell us those things, that's a problem. It is our responsibility to run through every situation and figure out where do I land on this? That's what maturity is. Now, here's the thing. You can acquiesce to others who are wise, who have done the critical work, who have gone through and kind of paved a way for us. We don't want to start from the ground up and recreate everything. One example is that I have a good friend who did some research on which charity did he want to support, and he arrived at supporting Compassion International. So he and his family sponsor kids through that organization. Now, I trust him. I trust his influence in my life. And so when I was looking for a cause that I wanted to support, I went with them as a default because I didn't need to go out and research something that someone I value and trusted already researched. However, it is my responsibility if and when contradictory things show up to dive in and figure out, do I still agree with this? Do I not disagree with this? What's the best course of action, etc.? I should not just blindly capitulate to someone, but I also don't have to reinvent the wheel. So there's this tension there that we have to navigate. But I cannot swallow someone else's worldview and call it my own. I cannot take the information that my parents passed on to me and run with it unchecked and call it reality and truth. I cannot take an organization's philosophies and and say, I, because I'm part of this organization, 100% throw my weight behind everything they stand for. That's not how it's supposed to work. We are not supposed to become an agenda or a cause. We're supposed to think about those things. We're supposed to navigate, weigh the pros and the cons. Which parts do I agree with? Which parts do I disagree with? Which parts are for my good? Which parts are pretty neutral? Which parts might not be for my good? But the cool thing is we are not our thoughts. When something comes into our frame of reference, something new is introduced to us, our job is to wrestle it out. Our job is to tease it apart and say, where do I land on this? Once you've done the work to figure those things out, it's how you get to know yourself. That's what's really neat is I walk through a lot of people in life transitions where they don't actually know themselves yet. And that's one of the reasons why they end up in some high distress as they go through transitions. And so we have to ask questions like, well, what do you think about this? Well, what does this mean to you? Well, are you for this or are you against it? And they're looking at me and they're like, I don't know. Tell me the answer. And I'm like, I'm not you. You'll have to arrive at the answer. And so even I think maybe four or five weeks ago, I was talking about when one of my friends would say to me like, hey, Steph, that's a good question. You should think about that. And I would get kind of rankled by that. But I do that same method with many of my clients because they're not supposed to arrive at the same answer I arrive at. I arrive at my answers because I weigh the pros and cons. I look at my own perspective. I navigate the contexts that are important to me and I have to wrestle through it and I'll land in a certain place. But that's not going to be the place that other people land. You're especially not going to land at your own unique understanding of yourself, your likes, your dislikes, and your preferences if you take on someone else's thoughts and call them your own. If you are just a listener and you don't do anything with it, while you might gain information, you're not learning about yourself in the process and you're certainly not learning about the world around you accurately. You're just regurgitating someone else's thoughts. And so the way to tie this into the passivity conversation is don't be passive in your own thinking. Your job is to take ownership of your thoughts. You have a responsibility and I have a responsibility to figure out what I think about things, which means engaging in internal discussion. Do I disagree? Do I agree? To what extent? Now, if you haven't been asked to do that before, it could be very unfamiliar. It could be incredibly uncomfortable. And one of the biggest pieces is there's going to be a host of unlearning that has to happen. And that's why it matters so much. If you're only listening to others, you're not figuring out where you stand on the issues. You're not even figuring out who you are in the process and what you have to offer. What does your voice involve? It's so refining. We get sharpened when we ask questions 
we especially get sharpened when we start asking ourselves questions. Instead of just listening to something and assuming it's the truth, we listen to it and then we think through it and say, is this the truth? We have a personal responsibility to be active in our own thought patterns. We should look at the world around us and as information comes in, we need to check in with ourselves about what does this mean to me? How does this relate to me? What is my responsibility with this? And I will say, friends, our responsibility is to seek truth. That is what activity in thinking looks like, seeking out the truth. Now, you have to decide what does that actually mean in your life. I know where I find truth. I know what I measure my thoughts against. I'm very thankful that I grew up in a context that had access to scripture. But even in that situation, I've had to use scripture to supplant some of the things that I once thought was true. So you've got to figure out what's your metric to what do you hold yourself responsible. Now, my methods might not be your methods and that's okay. But the question is, how do we get refined? From where? From whom? Where do you go for truth? And how do you hold yourself accountable to seeking truth? It's by being active in your own thoughts and asking yourself questions. So as much as we want to be worried about other people's passivity, I encourage us to question, are we passive? Are we passive in our own thoughts? Are we passive in our own thinking? are we mere listeners? Because if we are, what a cool opportunity to start fresh and engage new patterns and habits and start asking ourselves some questions. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.